crazy week for me, man. Crazy week. First off, just to give you um, a heads up on how my shit was going. The house behind mine caught on fire. Had to evacuate that. Then, literally the day after the house caught on fire, I believe homeowners of that building got hit by a car and two of them got shot. So, yeah, welcome to the, 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 fun, the fun zone of East Orange. You know what I mean? So, that's neither here or there. Um, but first things first, I do want to get started off. Um, let's take it from here. Daily Heat Check Smokecast, episode 61. I am your host, Piff Beats. Do remember, you can find us everywhere, Facebook, YouTube, all streaming platforms. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, remember, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, basically any and everywhere. You can find us, listen to us, enjoy us. It's all on you, your favor. So just remember that. Now, with that being said, let's jump straight into this um, article right now. Um, Hold on. Block that. Because right now, I reported on the last episode or the last show that you've seen that New Jersey will be allowed to, or they voted to legalize marijuana in New Jersey. Huge, huge, huge. Um, you know, especially for people like myself who've been living here for a very long time. We've been waiting for things like this to happen, um, like I said. But on the previous episode, I gave like a nice, I, you could say a semi-thorough rundown of um, what the rules are, what rules to be expected, and, you know, what to really come about from the whole process of this legalization of the marijuana. So, I'm glad I said it like that. But basically, with, with all of that being said, there was a lot of takeaways to be to be had, and I was talking about this with a few of my friends, and I'm like, yo, it's legalized, this, that, and the third, but there's one thing that was not mentioned inside the, um, the blueprint or the fine print when I was reading the articles of everything that was... Um, basically laid out for play in New Jersey is that you will not be able to grow your own bud. And granted, legalized is great. You get what I'm saying? So I have no issues with that. But then when you look at the whole grand scheme of it, it's like without being able to grow your own, that's going to be a very, very big issue because basically it's set up to the point, like almost like prohibition. You got to get it from us. We're going to tax you. You pay the prices we set in place. Um, And there's nothing wrong with it being, you know, being you know being able to ex- being able to have it accessible there's nothing wrong with that and i think that's totally fine being able to you know get it at a, at a legal whim and i think that's great because you know we're, there's some places that sell exotic shit that you can't find anywhere else so if we're really looking at some of those exotic cookies zookies the runts some you know certain strands mendo breath whatever the case may be you will be looking for some of these exotic places that house them or it's kind of like with the sneakers you know nike only sells to official outlets so if this is one of those official outlets they might be getting those official buds so it does work out in those cases but then for the people like myself it's you know it's pointless because as New Jersey plans to legalize it, there is no plans at all for anyone right now to get this shit to be grown um, at home. So hold on. Let me let me pull the article up right now because that's going to really give me the full breakdown of everything. Inquire.com. The Inquire.com. So let me just going to give you the full article from their website as they read it. This article came out as of April 10th, 2019. So it is not recent in any means of what I'm speaking. But at the same time, when we're over here just looking at the overall, you know, consensus of what was laid out, 
right now is basically telling us this. This is one of the things patients are waiting for. The shortages of at the shortages at dispensaries and the medicine is still going to be expensive, said Joanne Zito, a Coalition for Medical Marijuana New Jersey board member and cannabis activist who organized a protest outside the Glosher County office of New Jersey's Senator President Stephen Sweeney last week. Um, they need more dispensaries or anything that increases the access like home grow. It's almost a fundamental right to medicine that they're denying, Zito said. About 30 protesters paraded with signs in the parking lot of Sweeney's uh, district office in West Deptford coaching in West Deptford catching the legislature's staff by surprise. Yeah, um, I'm going to be honest, like the shit is is homegrown was part of of the C-U-M-M-A passed by N.J. Stennett in 2009. It was removed from the bill in the assembly. Some legislators that suppose patients home cultivating 10 years ago are still in office today. We want the N-J-M-M-P originally promised homegrown now. So basically from what they were saying, almost 10 years ago, it was in the bill for you to grow your own bud at home. Now, if you're not someone who cares about growing your own bud or you're not, you get what I'm saying? But I really think this is going to be the big benefit of legalizing the marijuana because you can grow what you want, when you want, how you want, how much you want at, 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 at no cost to you. So at the same time, it's like, it's, I'm not against capitalism, but you know, definitely the government got to find a way to make their money. But then at the same time, I'm not against, you know, the basics of people like ourselves being able to get their own stuff, grow their own stuff, do their own thing at free will. So I do think that's a big bring up. Like I said, this article is from April 2019. So it is a bit, it's like a year and some change over, but the bill just recently passed. So if you're going based off of that information that is recent as of the election that we just had, then, you know... I would see if there's any changes, but I've researched and I've searched and nothing has came up. So let's let's move on. Now, next up on the slate, man, this is a banger. This is a banger, banger in the wrong ways. Chicago rapper, Chicago rapper King Von is shot and killed. This is crazy because it was a beef between, I believe, Quando Rondo and uh, King Von. And it happened outside of um, the Atlanta hookah lounge. So first off, they were out partying, enjoying. Matter of fact, wait, scrap that. First off, who knew their beef was to the level or the extent that it was on site? Like, granted, a lot of people have been beefing in hip-hop for years, but... How many people have you known that it was on site, you're dead, or it's going down, or not many people is on the on site tip? You could hear a lot of stories from the, the from the industry, from artists, whether you know currently or in the past, and they'll tell you themselves not everything was an on site, or they tried to find ways to either defuse or you know, just find ways to get out of the situation overall. But when you see this now. It, this whole new generation of artists and rappers, man, they're just take they're taking it there, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what they where they're from, that's what they believe in. But it's something wrong for the fans of the music and the culture because all you're doing is taking away two two prominent people 
or at least one with King Von, but then the person who did the murder is gone as well. But when you look at this, man, it's crazy. So Man 22 is charged with the murder of shooting dead Chicago rapper King Von, 26, in gunfight outside of uh, Atlanta Hookah Lounge. Bro, I'm an idiot. We'll learn on reading. We get that better. But basically, they arrested Timothy Leakes, 22 years old of Savannah, was arrested on Saturday, just a day after furious gun battle erupted outside the Monaco Hookah Lounge in Atlanta. Investigators initially said three people died in the shooting. Wow. But police said Saturday two were killed and a third remained in critical condition. Thank the Lord that it wasn't three, but dang, two people still died. Among those killed was King Vaughn, real name Devon Daquan Bennett, who was fatally wounded in the club in the club's parking lot and later pronounced dead in hospital. The Atlanta Police Department said Leaks is currently Leaks is in custody at Grady Hospital, where he is undergoing. Um, hold on. So he got injured himself. Um, yeah, so where he's undergoing treatment for a gunshot wound, the other victims have not been named and it's still unclear who shot them. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation, um, you know, there's a lot going on. So right here, Timothy Leakes, from what they said or rumors going on online, this is Quando Rondo's brother. So Timothy Leakes, he's the one who saw, basically, I'm, a, I'm trying to have a clip of it up on the, on the screen, but as you're seeing it, they're exiting the club. Uh, I think Quando Rondo and Young and King Von were throwing, you know, throwing their hands. But then, you know, King Von got the best of them. Quando Rondo was on the floor. Then somebody comes from around the car, the SUV, and then just licks off some shots. Bang, 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 bang. Um, King Von did not get up, recover. He stayed there. But then at the same time, uh, somebody from, I think, Quando Rondo's camp tried to help. He got washed. Um, this whole thing, honestly, is just a, is just a, a terrible mess. Because when you look at everything and how it all played out, is that we lost King Vaughn, Quando Rondo, his brother is now arrested, allegedly, we don't know for sure. And then they're already talking online, there's going to be Louisiana and Chicago beef. I don't see, I know these guys get busy, but the fact like, yo, they like this is the shit that we don't need in hip hop. We already had a coastal beef and we saw how that ended many years ago. Now we're going to have another coastal beef. And it, it it's a lot to go. Like I'm saying, these young boys, man, they 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 move like they have nothing to lose. But then at the same time, the value of life to them is just pointless. I don't think they value life the way. And when I say life, I mean the actual life that you're living and enjoying, and the freedom that you're granted, and the actual life that you're taking, because you can't replace it or give it back if you change your mind or if it was done mistakenly. So there's a lot of permanent decisions being made in the in the matter of a five, 10 minute in altercation. So it, it's, it's just, honestly, RIP. Rest in peace, King Vaughn. A bright star a soldier taken from us way too early. May the angels await you on your next destination. But at the same time, we need to stop all this senseless, mindless killing and really bring together and unite the communities, especially the artists, because it's going to get to the point that all the good artists are going to be gone. Like if this makes any sense, like I point, let, let me let's just go on a rant real quick. 
We shouldn't be killing them at all, period. But at the same time that I'm noticing, it's always the top artist, the hot artist that's getting knocked off or killed. It's never the whack artists or the ones we don't really care for or the ones that should be hanging it up. Granted, we don't want any of them to die. But at the same time, it's never the ones that you least expect. It's like, it's, matter of fact, it is the one you least expect. But then at the same time, it's like, we need to find a balance here. We need to find a middle ground and we need to find a way to really, you know, beef on wax and keep it there. And then, you know, or even like, I'm not going to hold you. When I was growing up, niggas had boxing gloves. We should wait. If, if, if the beef is that real, we should have boxing matches. Let's take it back. Celebrity boxing matches. See who really got the hand game. Who's going to get knocked out. Get your shit split on live TV and get the bag and settle the beef. What do you think? What do you think? Instead of shooting your op up, let's take it to the celebrity boxing match. Each of y'all put up a bag, whether it's half a mil, a mil, hundred thousand, you know, whatever, whatever you could afford. You put that up. Now you're putting your pride and your ego on the line and y'all go out there and y'all duke it out. Plain and simple. Y'all duke it out. I ain't got no problem with that. I would watch that too. Two prominent rappers fighting for their respect. I would watch that rather than watching video clips of their last moments alive because somebody thought, I don't know what they were thinking. I'm not even going to jump into their, their brain, but yeah, this motherfucking 1800 is kicking. But on top of that, after the fact of King Vaughn passing away, this is even more sad. They have video footage of this. I'll try to put it on the screen, but... I don't know how accurate it is. I don't know what they were doing. It's only speculation and allegedly at this point, because Lord forbid, if any of this is true and accurate, it's like, yo, you got to reevaluate your circle. But they said once he passed away, his friends were not only running his pockets, they took this as the opportunity to go to his crib and rob him for personal belongings, money or X, Y, Z, or I, I don't know. This is what they're saying. Who knows? He might have some things in there and they wanted to clear that out before the cops came because, you know, that might have turned into a big... Sp I don't know because when you're running in the streets and you're living that life, there's a lot of things that can't be discussed on a public and social level. So as long as we understand that, we understand that there's a lot of things that he might have been involved with that they might have been going out their way to protect him if they were his mans or his brother or his brethren like that. That's just the facts. But then again, if they were not, and they were taking this opportunity to go upon and rob this man while he was dead. Because, you know, it's all speculation, the video and whatnot. It's all on how you view it. But if that is what it is, bro, bro, who needs friends? Wait, fuck that. I mean, enemies. Who needs enemies when you got friends like this? Who needs them? You got friends like this, boy. I'm telling you, they would rob you after the fact that you passed away. This is not the first time, though. I've heard and seen this shit before. It's just the fact that when it happens on a level like this, you would have thought that you would have had a little bit more integrity. Like That's the thing. And that's another thing, too, in this day and age, bro. Integrity. I don't think integrity exists. When you look at a lot of the shit that people do, what they stand for, what they don't stand for... I think that integrity word has been thrown out the window because I don't really think that people's out here 
really like, yo, nah, man, we got to stand for something. Nah, bro, fuck all that. These niggas is on their own time, own dime, every man for themselves. This shit is survival of the fittest, bro. Survival of the fucking fittest. And with that being said, I tell you, I, it's always the best segues. I saw this, and I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. One, Joel Santana, wait, I'm just going to say, Joel Santana allegedly got his cookies taken while in prison. And if you're from the streets, you already know what that means. Now, how true, how accurate this is, we don't know. But there is photo evidence out there circling that does show Joel Santana um, taking a picture. And I already said, like, I've seen this picture. It came out a few months ago. But when he, when the picture surfaced, I instantly said, like, fam don't look too comfortable in this picture. This don't look like one of those, yo, them, you know what I mean? Them paid in full celebration johns arm around the shoulder. Nah, it ain't one of those. It ain't one of those. Fam look like he's just there taking the picture Old boy on some cock diesel shit got him wrapped up around his arm. It's like I don't I don't really know what to say, man. It it, it doesn't look good. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's it's the type of shit that it's like we knew what he stood for and what he represented on the streets, if that makes any sense. If you remember Joel Santana and you remember Dipset and they was down with the affiliation with the Blood Gang and you know they was doing they was making their rounds they were the hottest crew out and they and for for by any means they and they were one of the few that took the um the gangbanger on the East Coast to a whole new plateau if you really want to be honest because before that there wasn't really people on the East Coast really banging on wax like that or, or just even representing on wax like that this is just the facts but. Right here, um, somebody posted on Instagram. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to say somebody. Um, Snow Billy. So basically, I'm guessing he's affiliated with the Nine Tray in New York, which is also affiliated with the Six Nine situation. So I don't know how full circle that comes around. But Snow Billy posted a picture. Location was the F FCI, and yeah, they got an old boy hugged up around Joel's, and basically. Joel don't look too happy, don't look too comfortable, and it said, you niggas will never understand what this pose means in the in the kitty camp jail. Joel Santana was being held in because niggas didn't even make it to the penitentiary. You blessed Joel Santana because niggas in the pen would have turned you in. Fam, I'm going to keep it G. I don't know how true or accurate this is. But just off the photo, it looks bad. Don't look bad like he's being pressed. It just looks bad because he's just uncomfortable. It doesn't look like it's a photo he wanted to take. And then the person taking the photo looked very comfortable. So it's the dynamic of the body language. It's two different body languages I'm seeing right here. Oh boy, he's just like, yeah, I'm here. And Joel's is like, bro, when are we getting out of here? You feel me? So it's neither here or there. I, I personally don't think Joel's was getting chumped or like you get what i'm saying like i don't i don't see that being affiliated with jimmy and jimmy from new york and him being out there and being affiliated so and then my man riz who's in the fed told me how this shit goes so he's probably in the east coast blood car so i don't i doubt it went like that but then like i said we don't know 
And if it did, if it did, does that change how you look at Jewels? Do you still look at him as the gangster rapper dip dip set set? Or is that is that a dunny? That, that's a dub. You feel me? But all I know is that an article like that is never a good look. Especially when the headline starts off with Joel Santana was getting his cookies taken. Don't matter what cookies. Especially if it's the, your, your Girl Scouts. But, Joel's, I just thought, but I'm going to keep it 100 with you. There's nothing against Joel's too, but I just didn't want to say this. Just by looking at Joel's, and there's no disrespect, like this is to go down Dipset. Joel's is probably the least intimidating member of Dipset, if that makes any sense. And I wait, I, this is no disrespect to him. I still fucks with him and everything, but I'm saying, when you look at Killer Cam, you look at Jim Jones, just like, it's like an aura of an alpha and a pause. I don't know, but these niggas just look like you not coming in there wrapping your arm around them niggas or whatnot. I'm just saying, we don't know. But when it comes all full circle, it's like, I just put it like this. The picture you've seen Joel Santana take, do you think you will see Jim Jones or Cameron taking that same picture if they were put in that position? And when I say taking the picture, it don't matter. He probably got fans. You know, they from the streets. They spit shit for street niggas. The street niggas are probably grew up on it, and they probably in there doing time. But I'm saying on the strength of how his body language was. Just, just read the body language. But that's neither here or there. The next one, next on the slate. Woo-wee! It's 1800, boy. I'm telling you, I might have to take this shit every time. 1800 in a pod, that's what it's about. But right now, um, next up, DMX opens up about the origin of his crack addiction. Says he was given a lace blunt. So there was a video that came out recently over the weekend. And, you know, and it was an interview with Talib Kweli on his People's Party sharing his story of his crack addiction and how it all started. And it was, it was very interesting, man. Like, like I'm just going to read right here. I learned I had to deal with the things that hurt me, he shared. I didn't really have anybody to talk to in the hood. Nobody wants to hear, excuse me, nobody wants to hear that talking about your problems is viewed as a sign of weakness when actually it's one of the bravest things you could do. One of the bravest things you could do is put on the table and chop it up just to let it out. Um, I agree with that, man. I agree with that. But at the same time, you know, people in the hood don't look at that. They, I'm going to be honest, people in the hood don't really look at your problems as a platform for them. Put it like this. There's, there's two types of people when it comes to your problems. Bro, we don't give a fuck. Or the niggas that's just listening because they just find this shit interesting and just news and gossip. I don't know which type of nigga you fall under, but those are the two type of niggas out there when it comes to this type of shit. Niggas ain't really out there. Like, oh, man, come and tell me all your problems. Please, please, let me hear what you got to say. Like, it's not really like that, man. It's not. But he went on to reveal that his journey with drug abuse started at the age of 14 years old when his mentor gave him a crack lace blunt without even telling him what he smoked. He passed the blunt around, and I hit the blunt, he explained. Misty-eyed, I'd never felt like this before. It fucked me up. 
I found out later that he laced the blunt with crack. Why would you do that to a child? He was 30. He knew I looked up to him. Why would you do that to someone who looks up to you? Yo. Yo. He keeps going, but... Just that alone. If that's all it took for you to get open... Listen. Weed is the gateway drug, and then you mix the gateway drug with a fucking addictive drug. And at the age of 14... I'm going to tell you this. There's one or two ways that could have went. It's either, what is this feeling? I don't like this feeling. I never felt like this. Or, what is this feeling? I never felt this feeling before. How do I feel like this again? Now, with that being said, how he got introduced is probably how most people in the hood get introduced. Bro, I, I'm not even going to hold you. I've been in the hood, and I've seen niggas roll cookie blunts, coke blunts, dust blunts. Like, like, I kid you not, like Cameron said it before on Purple Haze. If you're not rolling this shit yourself, you don't know what the fuck's in it. This is just facts. I've seen niggas roll dust blunts. Bro, imagine hitting a dust blunt. Bro, I ain't gonna hold you. You hit that dust blunt, you're gonna feel like you're motherfucking levitating. Bro, that first pull, oh my goodness. Good, bro, space and gravity doesn't even belong to you anymore. You're just floating like limbs in air. You're just trying to figure it out. How this, bro, no bullshit. Like, it sounds crazy. You're trying to re, you're trying to figure out how reality works. But that's the dust blunt. I've been in that ballpark. Believe me. And like I said, it's two ways it could go. It's, I never felt like this before. I don't like the way it feels. Or I never felt like this before. I don't want to feel like this again. I was good. I was good. But then I'm not going to hold you. I've seen niggas roll coke blunts. I was good. I'm coming to hold you. R.I.P. my boy Jerry. He used to roll a cookie blunt. I ain't gonna hold you. I think, and but I can't even confirm, but he might have passed one in the cipher one or twice. I don't know. I don't fully know. But then again, like I said, like Cam said, if you're not rolling it yourself, you don't know what the fuck's in it. Period. But now, I'm only saying that, you know, R.I.P. Jerry, great dude, but it's the fact that all I'm trying to do is that people did that. Or at least 10, 15 years ago. I don't know now, probably even still now. But I know 10, 15 years ago, that was the thing. Matter of fact, if you remember Cesar Entertainment. Cesar Entertainment, um, I believe the game... That was the games management team back in the day. I don't even know if they exist, if you could find anything on them. If you could, good luck. But I was in their studios in New York on 59th and um, I think it was on 60th or not too sure. But I was up there in the studios and I was, I was trying to pitch my beats, you know, Piff Beats, the producer, you know. Go check out some music, subscribe, like, all that shit below. Links in the description. But I'm like, yo, I saw one of their artists come up and he just started chilling and started breaking one down. And no bullshit. I didn't know them from a can of paint. He never seen me before. Don't know me before. Not saying that you need to know these niggas in the, you're in the room with. But his level of comfortability was like, he just started rolling up. And he was like, hey, you want some of this? He's like, wait. He rolled up. And I'm like, all right. I the young. You, I smoke. You feel me? And he's like, yo. He seen me. He's like, yo, fam, you don't want none of this. I'm like, word? I'm like, wow, what's going on with that? And he started pulling out a jar and started putting it in there. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, this this a whole different ballpark. I'm like, thank you, because you're absolutely right. I don't want no parts of this. But 
just knowing that back, this was the industry. Granted, I was a nobody. I don't know who he was. He was probably a nobody, but or somebody that he knew somebody in the Cesar Entertainment to get in there to use their studios and whatnot. But fam, that's what he was on. That was his time. So what DMX is saying, I could definitely see him believe that. How a young cat in the hood looking up to somebody, just thinking we all chilling. Because, you know, these young cats, they, these older heads be off some other shit. Think about it. They haven't experienced some shit. They haven't been. Bro, some of the old heads I was chilling with, bro, they was taking ease. They was doing coke. They was, and I'm saying this because I'm like 14, 15. And I didn't really fully understand why. I thought, was, yo, I thought you were supposed to sell this or you suppose you're supposed to, like, they were doing a lot of things that not only the music and the culture didn't really accept. It was hard for me to understand. I'm like, well, why are you doing this? Shouldn't we be selling this? Or why are you doing this? Shouldn't you be doing it? You get what I'm saying? And it's like, to come to see it come together full circle, it's like, nah, they be on their shit. They know what they like. They know what they want. And they might, they, and here's the crazy thing. They may, they may be doing that unconsciously. Or they may be doing that on purpose, trying to put you on or turn you on to some shit. And if that, and if that's the case, that's even a bigger reason for you to be mindful about who you're around and who you with. Because not everybody got your back, not everybody got your interests, and not everybody is on the same shit that you're on. Clearly, let's move on. Okay, okay. I like this one right here. So, Buster Rhymes was basically talking about the verses, called T.I. out, you know, T.I. humbly declined, and you know what I mean? He tried to make this whole thing, and I'm like, bro, Buster Rhymes is a legend. Buster Rhymes got hits. Buster Rhymes got like 20 fucking plus joints that he could really take to war with niggas right now. But, after T.I.'s name was taken off the table, because T.I. will be going against Jeezy on the, excuse me, November 19th. He recently put out a list of MCs that he would want to challenge in a versus battle. Me personally, Buster's a legend. I personally think he's batshit crazy, especially calling out some of the likes of these people right here. But then again, he does have the hits and the caliber of hits to compete. Whether, but look, all I'm saying is he went on to call out. He wants to challenge Eminem, Lil Wayne, or Jay-Z. Right off the bat, Jay-Z, no. Lil Wayne, maybe. Eminem, no. No. At, wait, but as his top three picks. But he also is not opposed to taking on two artists at the same time. This nigga Buster is in his fucking bag. So hold up, Buster. The fact that you are beasting for this versus right now is telling me one or two things. It's either you got you 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 got some fire and you ready to smoke some boots, or you heard what this shit does to motherfucking artists after the fact, and you want them streams to kick up because you just dropped an album. So this could go both ways. But he's over here saying he'll take on two at the same time. Buster has already experienced rap battling and unfortunately losing to Hove back in high school when the two attended George Washington, uh, yeah, George Westinghouse career and technical education high school in Brooklyn. Now he's ready for their long overdue rematch. 
So, I'ma be honest. I didn't know Buster faced Jay-Z. But at the same I'm look, I personally thought Buster versus Timberland. Not even trying to be funny, I thought that was a good matchup for the type of music they make, the type of songs they have, the energy they bring. I think those two would be a good matchup. But Timbaland is already involved with the verses, and he's, you know, putting it together with Swiss. So that would be a conflict of interest, I believe, if he was to go on and battle one of the contestants. But I told you Jay-Z was batshit crazy. I said Eminem, maybe. Lil Wayne, I... I only say I leave Lil Wayne to up in the air because Lil Wayne, you know, I don't know. I don't look at him in the same realm as Jay-Z and Eminem yet. But let's just let's just play devil's advocate for the second. And what about Buster versus Jay-Z? Does Buster have No, no, no. I know Buster has 20. Wait, wait. It's not even a question. Does Jay-Z have 20? Does Buster has 20 for Jay-Z's 20. That's the question. Because what is Buster pulling out to go against with Jay-Z? He could probably do Pastor Cavassier, part two. Touch it. I'm on my New York shit. Break your neck. Put your hands where my eyes can see. He got a few more, man. Oh my God, he got that joint. Um, and wait, hold up, I'm not, and, and then, then don't remember features. We not you, you feel me? We not even talking features. Then, baby, you can give it to me. I give it to you. You got what? I, oh, that was a bet. Then the shit he did with Janet Jackson. I forgot that was a banger too. Wait, the the more I think about this, I'm not gonna hold you. I think. Wait, I don't think Jay-Z will do it. But a Busta versus Jay-Z after me just going through the records, that actually doesn't sound too far-fetched. Lil Wayne, you know, he got some shit. Granted, you know what I mean? I think it'll be a good battle, but it's probably that East Coast bias. They got to keep it in the East. So it'll probably be Eminem or, or Jay, but... I do think that rematch from high school and Jay-Z on some New York shit and they're the only ones like in the same realm. I I think Jay-Z and Buster might be a reality. It might be too much 1800 and um Sherbert, but I don't think I'm 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 talking out my ass. I honestly feel that this could be a reality. Jay-Z Buster Rhymes, 20 tracks. I'm not even going to hold you. They got such an extensive catalog, and I'm not even talking all the Buster records. And then Jay-Z got shit with, oh, my God, Jay-Z got so much shit. Money Cash, Hoes. Oh, man. Um, um, uh, the the, the um, Brooklyn's Finest. Oh, man. Then what, then what else he got? Girls, girls, girls. Ace to the Izzo. Bro, he could do the whole blueprint. He could do the whole fucking Blueprint album if he wants. And he could do the Black Album. He could do the whole Blueprint and the Black Album. Lord have mercy. I I don't know. Yo, I would say it would be... I would want to say it's a tie, but I think Jay-Z smokes his boost if he does it strategically. But just on the strength of keeping it competitive, I think they will, but nah, yeah. 
I don't know, man. I don't know. And if Jay-Z beat him in high school, I'm just curious. Because real hip-hop Jay-Z fans know Jay-Z switched his flow. Did Jay-Z beat him with the old Jay-Z fast flow? Or with the new Jay-Z, you know, New York flow, slow flow? So, you know, the jazz flow. That's a good bring-up because, you know, Jay-Z used to rap. So, just imagine. Imagine Jay-Z rapping against Busta on that Busta tip. Or imagine him with that jazz flow. I don't know, but it's a thought to think about. If Jay-Z was to battle Busta back in the day and win, did he use the fast or the slow flow? Let me know below in the comments. We could go all day about this. But you remember, they were in high school. So if it was old enough that they were in high school, I could believe that he was on his fast flow shit. And if he beat Busta in his own, at his own game, that tells you something. You feel me? Back then. And then for him to come out now, years later, and beat him with the slow flow? Oh, my God. Jay-Z would have bodied him with two flows. How you body him with two different flows from two different decades? Chill, chill. I'm going off the hinges. This motherfucking 1800 and Sherbert is a is is a combo, ambo, my nigga. But let's see next next on the slate. Um, we could talk future, but I really don't think it's that interesting, man. I don't think it's that interesting because Future, he's out here claiming he's broke because his baby mother wants to take him to the fucking banks for his fucking more child support. But what she's asking is so crazy. Bro, I'm not even going to hold you. Young women out there, I don't encourage it. But if you have to, go get a rapper's baby, man. It's, it's probably one of the most profitable things you could do for yourself right now. Because I just want to get to the part where it says what she's asking for. Because I think, yeah, yeah, we're right here. The child support battle is heating up as his baby mother, Eliza, has petitioned the court for $53,000 a month in child support payments. Bro. So Future's claiming that he's broke. His jewelry's fake. He lives in a, a two-bedroom house in Atlanta. Two-bedroom apartment in Atlanta. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Because this chick wants 53,000 you times that 50 stacks. Oh my God, that's 100, that's 200, that's, oh, three, that's four, that's six. Oh man, that's almost two. She's getting almost a quarter million a year in child support. Like, just think about that. Where else in the world do you get almost a quarter million a year for having a baby? America. And all you got to do is have a rapper's baby, an athlete's baby, or one of these freaking execs' baby. I don't promote this shit. I promote the family structure and all that shit. But at the same time, this is crazy. 53000 If you If you really think about that, mo some niggas don't even get 53000 a year. There's people who don't even make that a year. Fifty-three grand. At their job, with a side hustle, with benefits, and a bonus, and commissions. Niggas probably don't even make that. It's crazy. Look, I'm not mad, young mama. 
Get what you feel you need to raise your child. But I am mad if you're going to go to the courts and say you need 53000 a month to raise that child. No. The baby father is future. And therefore, you know what he's worth, so you need to squeeze him for every cent you need. And just think about a quarter million a year for 18 years. Four, that's eight, that's 12. That's... Bro, I'm not even going to hold you. That's almost a milli. She's damn near a millionaire by the time that kid's 18 if she's moving that money correctly. So, listen, I... I ain't got nothing to say on that. Listen, mama, uh, you know, I hope you and your lawyer got a plan and you got this shit worked out for the best and you got this shit covered because right now the type of money and you you talking and you involved with, whoo, whoo, Trinidad James shit, whoo. But um, let's go into this new article right here. Because, you know, your boy Piff Beats is also an artist. And with being an artist, artistry is something that is something that's always taken advantage of. Spotify, they already pay motherfuckers the lowest or amongst the lowest. I think YouTube is the lowest, but Spotify is not too far behind. So they already don't pay you a lot per stream. And what you get per stream is already not a lot. And then they pay you even less. So... Not to make it a thing about Spotify, but Spotify came out with a new discovery mode to be considered as payola, depending on how you feel about this. So, Spotify addressed, hold on, let me see this. Right here. So, Spotify addressed that they'll be coming out with this new feature to help artists promote their music, get more views and whatnot. Listens, AKA, you know, they're just rolling out a whole new thing. They're buying up podcast companies. They're, 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 they're buying up advertisement companies. They're, they're doing a lot of moves. They're creating new shows and, you know, different things. So Spotify is evolving. They got a lot of things going on. So shout out to them. But Right here, this is the important thing. Spotify announced a new tool for artists that addresses royalties, though not by increasing them, dubbed Discovery Mode. The feature will let artists opt into a promotional royalty rate, one that is less than the normal rate. So hold on. They're letting you opt into a promotional royalty rate. So like I just said, they already pay you the least next to YouTube or amongst the least. So they're giving you a new royalty rate for promotion, which is less than what the original royalty rate is. So they're paying you even less. And this, hold up, they're paying you one uh, to opt in for a promotional royalty rate that is less than the normal rate for specific songs in exchange. These songs will receive amplified amplified visibility on some listeners algorithm generated playlists with some promo rates applying only to boosted streams so basically you opt in for this new promotional pay rate they put your song in their algorithmic playlist that whether it be their spotify radio their daily mix their rewind, your release radar, whatever the case is, they're going to take your song, you're going to put it there. But remember, you opted into this uh, 
promotional rate, which is less than what they already pay you. So with this opt-in for this song to be placed into these algorithmic playlists, because just for people who don't know who isn't an artist, Spotify have their own editorial playlist. And if you're anyone who ever tried, pitched, it is hard as hell to get on their playlist. These playlists is like literally you can't sit here club. They choose only who they choose. You get there, you stay there for as long as they choose, and then it's really up to them. And I'm not a hater. It's their system. It's their platform. They get to choose and dictate. But there's a lot of struggling artists out here that would love to get that look and get that placement on one of these playlists to get these, you know, discovery. It's, that's all we want to do. All they want to do is get heard. All we want to do is get heard. All I want to do is get heard. And like I said, I'm an artist, so I'm speaking from all point of views right now. But at the same time, when you listen to this and you hear this, it's like, okay, they're now going to give you a lesser promotional rate to put you onto these algorithmic playlists to give you amplified visibility in front of some of these listeners. And then you're only going to get the um, it's only going to qualify if or you're only going to get this amplified pay rate if the streams for whatever song you chose is boosted. So basically, if the song isn't played, you don't got to worry. So it's basically pay for play in short. Pay for play. They're not saying it, but anyone who could read and understand what it only applies for if the streams are boosted on the specific song that is amplified, it's pay for play. Now, right from there, artists and music fans did not take kindly to the announcement. The decrying what decrying what they saw as greed on Spotify's part, Portishead co-founder and film composer Jeff Barrow likened that company to right-wing Wow. To right wingers like Donald Trump, while grime producer Mr. Mitch compared discovery mode to Facebook's promoted posts. And I'm not going to lie to you. I think what Mr. Mitch compared it to is actually a better comparison. It's almost like, yo, I made a new song. I dropped a new song. I want my song to get heard. So basically, I'm going to pitch it right here, put it into this um, promotional playlist thing, and it's going to get pit You get what I'm saying? It's almost like promoting your post on Facebook. It, it's, it's Basically, it is the same thing. But now, what this tells me is one of two things, is that one, Spotify knows it's hard as hell to get on their editorial playlist, and they're trying to find a way to alleviate the stress for the, 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 the consumers, the users, and the artists who's trying to get on these playlists, trying to get their song heard, trying to get their song um, found. So I'm pretty sure this is going to help if it's going to put it in front of more algorithms, get more people on it, more eyes on it, more listens, more everything. So I find the, the positive there. But then on the flip side, because, you know, it's always a flip side to the shit. With Spotify doing this, it's also, in a way, for me, or at least I view it as them taking money out of the third-party playlist promoters who are making a killing on their platform. And, for one, they promote that paying for playlist promotion is illegal. That's what they say. It's illegal. You shouldn't do it. But there's people out there that have their own playlist, whether it's real, they paid to generate these followers or whatever the case is, and they make you pay or you submit to them and they decide and they add your song to their playlist for a fee for a couple of days, whatever the case is. I'm totally against it. I refuse to pay for play. But at the same time, it's like I could understand Spotify is like, hey, look, this economy on our platform is booming and thriving. 
So one, how do we shut it down? We can either blackball it or denounce it as being wrong. And if you do too much of it, abuse it, you'll get your song banned and removed, and remove, which is true. And they've done that, remove songs, albums, etc. Or you could find a way, and this is crazy, this is why they're probably calling it greed, because instead of either finding a way to blackball and erase all of these third-party um, playlisters or this whole economy that's living on your platform, instead of erasing it, erasing it and, get rid of, and getting rid of it, they instead doubled down and said, we're going to participate in it ourselves. And instead of you paying them to get on their playlist, we may, what may get you a couple of streams for a couple of days in front of these people, you could pay us to get on these playlists, these algorithmic playlists that's going to put you in front of people that like your type of music because they have the data. They know the data. So they know your type of fan. They And this is the crazy thing. So it's almost like they know how to blow your song up and blow your music up, but they won't because you don't pay. And since you don't pay, your song is going to be on the island of idle dreams until you decide to pay, whether a third party or them, but preferably them, so they could use the data they have on you, their listeners, and your song to put it on the right playlist to get it in front of the right people to blow you up as an artist. So it, the one... There's a few takeaways from this. I lose trust in the overall system and integrity of Spotify when I see something like this. Straight up, is no point. You see this, it's like, bro, what, what do you really think? It's like, I could pay the third party, which I said I don't do, is it's payola, or I could pay Spotify to boost the song, which is also payola, because I would have thought organically they would hear the song, release Radar, by the people listening and engaging, you would want to put it in front of more people's faces and places to get it more listens, because the more people on your platform, the more money you make, because you don't make money when people aren't listening to your shit on Spotify or using this. You get what I'm saying? They have to use your app to make money. So I would think you would want to keep people on there by keeping the recommendations good and high, but this is a whole money thing. Why would we recommend you when we could recommend Drake? Or we could recommend somebody else who's probably either more established or who either invested more into their platform or the business model that could benefit more from it than you can. It's a lot of politics to this, bro. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm just getting so... Because this, I, I speak out against this all the time. I do not believe in pay-for-play. And the fact that they are now getting into the pay-for-play, and on top of that, they have their own marquee. So... If you have, if you notice, they want you to pay for ads because it's like you said, Spotify boosting a post. So why go to Spotify and boost the post? Because would you call it again? Um, uh, I mean, why go to Facebook and boost the post? Because Spotify, you could go there and and boost a and boost a post for free. Not for free, but boost it with their system. You could use their ad platform, their ad marketing, and bring the people straight to your platform. Like, it's a whole, uh, granted, I know they're trying to find ways to make money, but while they're trying to find ways to make money, I think they're diluting the product and the integrity of the product, and they're leaving people like me, like, to, like what to believe. Like, nothing is real. It's like, it's almost like you have the power to blow people up and you choose not to. That's crazy. Or you is it even deeper than that? Is you not that you choose not to? Is that when you have the opportunity to? It's like why should we if they're gonna if we could get them to pay? If people are paying now, why get them to pay these other people? You could pay us. Don't pay Facebook to promote a post. 
Pay us to promote your song. Don't pay these third-party playlisters to promote your song. Pay us to promote your song. And during all this, it's still hard as hell for you to get on the fucking playlist. Makes no sense. But with that being said, comment below if you feel like I feel, if you think like I think. More, more power to it. I mean, we need more like-minded thinkers out there. But then at the same time, if not, let me know what you think. And if you're an artist, if you agree with it, let me know. But I'm not with it. Not at all. What's so bad? What not? Not at all. Whatsoever. I'm not fucking with it. Pay for play in any way, format, or facet. But let, let's move on. You know, I, I can stay here all day and just go in on that. But you know, that's I just don't think it's right. But we we got some bangers, man. We got some fucking bangers. Next up, <laughs> baby shark, yeah, shark, yeah, yeah, baby shark, yeah, 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 baby. <laughs> This is hilarious. Cause get that off my screen. Pink Fong's Baby Shark is now Diamond certified and is the only children's song to reach that status. Hold on. Only Chingles children's single to reach that status. Hold on. This is crazy. It sort of it, it has moved more than and for people who do not understand what diamond means, that means it has moved more than 10 million units. 10 million. So just imagine that. Not a million, 10 million diamond. This is crazy. But this song has exploded. This song one, I don't know how it exploded, how it got so big, how they you I don't know if it's marketing, timing algorithms it just worked whatever they did it worked and whatever they did i kid you not for something to work that good it could only be replicated once in a few times i think gangnam style did it this song did it um only very few songs fit that niche where they can replicate this explosive i don't know what it is hurricane song of cane slurricane but the song is now diamond certified only children's single to reach this status. Crazy. Um, so, like, right here. The, yeah, Baby Shark has officially reached the RI, the RIAA Diamond status. The 11-time Platinum Baby Shark was top 40 hit on Billboard's Top 100, Hot 100, reaching a high of 32 in January 2019, as well as hitting number 14 on the streaming songs tally while spending a total of 59 weeks on the charts. According to Nielsen, music slash MRC data, Baby Shark has tallied 1.6 billion on-demand streams in the USA and sold 260,000 downloads, 216,000 downloads. Wow. That's crazy. And I think the video has over 7. Point, yeah, 7.13 billion views. Wow. Wow. Yeah, wait. The song's a hit. It blew up. And it, wait, here's the crazy. It's, it's like a minute, less than a minute long. A minute or two long. 
They repeat the damn thing. It's it's very repetitive. Like the one thing I'll tell you about this song for songwriters out there to, to understand is if you're looking for a songwriting formula to work, follow Baby Shark. Hits blunt. I'm so serious. It's short. It's repetitive. It's catchy. It's everything you need. You get a catchy beat, get a good hook, you keep repeating it, and you make it short. Why? Because they can keep playing it, keep running it back, play it again, play it again, because it's so short. The song starts off quick. You know, like the little Jaws thing in the beginning? And it just drops. No long, crazy intro, none of that crap. I'm telling you, if you're trying to make a hit song, I would strongly recommend you emulate whatever they did for this. Or at least at the base level, see what they did that worked and then just emulate that. Because clearly they did something here that worked. Especially if it's the only child song to ever, only child single to ever reach that status. And it's crazy to me because with as as 7 billion views, 1.6 billion streams, it, it didn't even hit a quarter million downloads. And that, wait, it doesn't surprise me we're in the streaming era, but it does surprise me that the value of music has depreciated to the point that we don't need to own it, have it, download it. We just need to stream it and we're just totally fine and we're content with that. So just understanding that as a formula is is, is interesting. It's interesting because like that's wild. But yeah, it is a global smash. It dethroned the song, the, 27, the 2017 single from Fonzie and Daddy Yankee that became a global smash. Um, I believe that's Despacito. Um, I could be wrong, but, you know, correct me in the comments. But, yeah, this is crazy. Pink Phone presents Baby Shark, man. Congratulations. That's all I can say. Congratulations. Um, like Jay-Z said, you're only good as your, la your last hit, so... If if y'all really got the magic in song making and hit making, do it again. Let's move on. Let's see. We got some bangers on the plate. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was crazy when I saw this because, you know, these niggas keep... Supreme is the ultimate hustler. Wait, hold up. Supreme is the ultimate hustler. Can we say that? Can we agree there? The ultimate. Because Supreme... Hold up. Because these niggas keep getting sold. And they keep getting the, they keep getting the bag. Every, everywhere they go. My bad. That's that tequila. Getting sold. Hold up, man. I can't find... I can't find all the sales. Fuck, fuck it. We don't need all the sales. Because I'm going to be honest with you. We just need the important sale. So right now, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that the streetwear brand Supreme sold to VF in a $2.1 billion deal. 
This is so crazy in so many ways, man. Founded in 1994, Supreme is known for the apparel products displaying a red and white logo. Yes, they are. The Supreme brand with 12 stores and a cultish following is being sold to the parent company of Vans and Timberland in a deal that valued the apparel maker at roughly $2.1 billion, including debt. Wow. Wow. VP Corp is buying Supreme from the founder, James Jabia, and a pair of private equity firms, Carly Group. Yes, that's who it is. The Carlisle Group. Carlisle Group, Inc., because they purchased them before, I think in 2006 or 2010. And the... Good Partners LLC, I don't know who they are, and the fashion brand senior leadership team will continue to manage the business. But absolutely, keep them in control. Wait, just from reading that, if you're buying Supreme as a brand, keep them in control because clearly they know what they're doing. They got they they got in tune with the streets. They know what's going on. You don't want to get in there and change anything. All you want to do is just blow it up, give them more resources, more capital to keep doing what they're doing and, and on a bigger and better scale. That's all you want to do. You just want to really blow it up. But outside of that, man, yo, Supreme is $2.1 billion. Um, they maintain, um, yo, this is just so much to unpack. So wait, the parent company of Vans and Timberland now owns Supreme. So when you buy Vans and Timberland and Supreme, they're all under the same umbrella. So that's what you call a conglomerate really building and branding themselves in a certain specific market. Because Vans, whether you like them or not, they're pretty popular in that niche skater market. They got that shit pretty locked up. Tim's, if you're from the East Coast, New York, you already know what it is. No more to say. Be from Brox and some fucking fresh crispy wheats, double soles. You already know what it's hitting for. But when you combine that and you throw Supreme into the mix, the skaters and the, the cats who rock Tim's both indulge in that. Because Supreme is a skate brand, let's really be honest. It's just that they've evolved into a streetwear brand, and now they're just bigger than the fucking Utah Jazz. Yeah, I said it. They're bigger than the Utah Jazz. Because the Utah Jazz, Vivid Arena, their G League team, and their AAA associate all sold for $1.6 billion. The Supreme streetwear clothing brand alone sold for $2.1 billion. You're not telling me right now. The Utah Jazz is... The Utah Jazz, the Vivid Arena, their G League team, and their AAA baseball associate is worth... Wait, wait not only less than Supreme, but a half a million less than Supreme? Crazy. Crazy. Shit. Nigga, wait. Whoever out there trying to own a team, you in the wrong fucking business. I think what was, I think I reported on the last episode or the, one of the last that Stephen Cohen just bought the New York Mets for 2.4, yeah, 2.4 billion dollars. And you know the the Whiplon family still maintains a five percent ownership. 
Bro, fuck all of that. You need to go buy a streetwear brand right now. How much is V-Long hitting for? How much is Palace worth right now? We need to really do some evaluations on these companies because if Supreme could get you 2.1 billion in say 10 to 15 years, nigga, you need to start looking at some of these street brand companies a little bit differently because they got the air to youth and they know what the fuck they doing. They got, they, they know what they doing. It's not even no debating right now. Supreme as a brand is one, one of the most influential brands out there. Fact. It's more expensive and worth more than an NBA team. Fact. Wait, here's a double fact. It's worth more or sold for more than the Utah Jazz at $1.6 billion. And it's sold for more than the, the, the fucking LA Clippers to Steve Ballmer at $2.0 billion. So right now, a streetwear brand, and wait, ch and check this out, and it only sold for three hundred million less than the um, the New York Mets that sold for two point four billion. So right now, if you're just doing the math on all of that, you're not telling me a streetwear a street brand is not V long. We we're, 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 we need to check your reports. We need to see your quarterlies. Palace, we need to check your quarterlies. Undefeated, we need to check your quarterlies. Hold up, nigga. We fuck investing into this other shit. Niggas need to invest into streetwear brand. That's it. Fuck the other shit. Invest into streetwear. Invest into streetwear. That's it. That's it. That's what you need to do. Stop wasting your time on this other shit. Invest into a streetwear brand because clearly from the last 10 years to now with the information I just provided, it is worth more than two NBA teams and only about 300 million less than a baseball team. So let that really marinate and resonate in your, in your fucking dome for a second. Um, I thought this was interesting news. Elon Musk. First off, first off, first off, I'm sipping on 1800 tequila. Second off, tequila is my favorite beverage to consume if given the choice of beverages to consume on a given day. So, I'm sorry, I know, like, I know niggas is the Henny, the Remy, the fucking, you shouldn't be drinking no fucking um, E&J. Yeah, e &J. if you're drinking E&J, you need to evaluate your life. But, at the same time, you know, they they, they got us or pegged for, like, you know, the Ducey, the Cognacs, the, you know, the all that shit. And there's nothing wrong with it. I love that shit, man. That shit is amazing. You feel me? But right now, my boy, our boy, your boy, Elon Musk, has just announced that he will be making the Tesla tequila a real thing. The Elon Musk $250 Tesla tequila started as an April Fool's joke, and now it's sold out. Kind of like his fucking uh, flamethrower. Kind of like his fucking the Model X pre, the Tesla truck pre-orders. Bro, I kid you not, Tesla is like the Apple of everything else. Just, just, just walk with me on that. I may not be correct. I may not be correct, but Tesla is definitely shaping up to be the apple of everything else. Cars, flamethrowers, liquor, uh, what, what else? Bitcoin, space. Like, come on, bro. 
Like, Elon got his hands in so many shit, you could only just congratulate him, man. But it goes right here. From joking about a Tesla bankruptcy to a Model S price cut, complete with sex drugs reference, Elon has been known to be known to get cheeky on Twitter from time to time. But Musk first tweeted about the Tesla Quila on April 1st, 2018 as a part of a series of April Fool's pranks that also included jokes that the electric car company was facing bankruptcy. And those tweets must jokes that he had been found past that he had been found passed out against a Tesla Model 3 surrounded by Tesla Quila bottles. I hope I'm saying that right. Tesla Quila bot Tesla Quila. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. And he included a photo of himself holding signs reading, Bank Whooped. Look, point to be said is, he went from trolling himself, from being bankrupt, passed out, the Model S, and the electric car, everything, to, you know what, two years later, in the middle of a pandemic, I think it'd be a bright idea not only to take that joke that I did two years ago, let's revisit that and bring it to life. And let's make it a fucking tequila. One, this bottle is fucking amazing. If we're just going to rate this on packaging alone, this shit is amazing. I want it in my house, on my shelf. I want it in the backdrop when I do the videos. I want to taste it, pause. I want to see if it's that, the, 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 that, that good tequila or is he outsourcing the cheap shit. I need to know. But at $250 and it's selling out in a matter of fucking minutes, I guess the resale market would tell me or I just would have to just compartmentalize to myself how this would taste and come out. But yeah, this Tesla Kila, I'm sorry, man. Just off the packaging alone. I don't really have much to dig into on this. Wait, Elon, you're amazing. Just the fact that you could think of something and execute it as a from a joke to a reality then it comes with a fucking stand like the way he packages it or the way i'm looking at it it's almost like it should be decoration and not to be consumed it's like getting this shit you need to get to if that makes any sense one for the shelf one for yourself but maybe that's me but this uh Tesla Kila, yeah, got our eyes on you, Tesla Kila. Tesla Kila. Oh, we got some shit here, man. Oh man, I got I got a few more things on the slate, but let's let's keep this shit trucking, cause you know. The show must go on and on and on and on and on. Next up, Pfizer vaccine trial success signals breakthrough in pandemic. Look, I'm just reading a whole bunch of fucking words on the top of a sentence. But right here, Pfizer experimental COVID-19 vaccine is more than 90% effective based on initial trial results. And drug maker said on Monday, a majority victory, a major victory in the war against the virus that killed over a million people and battered the world's economy. 
all I can say here is one, if this is correct, wow. Because I reported on this, I think about two, three shows ago, and when I reported on it, it definitely wasn't saying shit like this. It was definitely talking about how this vaccine was giving people unknown illness, Ill, illnesses and they had to stop the testing on it but from what they're saying in this initial reading there um yeah today is a great day for science and humanity said the pfizer chief executive albert barola nothing noting that the data milestone comes with infection rates setting new hospital records nearing overcapacity and economy struggling to reopen experts said they wanted to see the full trial data but the preliminary the pool the plum yeah results looked encouraging so let's just to be clear the results look encouraging but the results itself is not a finalized situation so there's still a little gray area there like they said, they're 90% complete, 90% effective. So that means they're 10% non-effective, 10% incomplete, 10% open for questionability. Now, that's just to keep keep it on there on the slate. Now, Pfizer, they're 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 pretty known for making effective good drugs. Some of their known effective drugs are probably being passed throughout your community as we speak. Xanax and Viagra whether legally or illegally, but these are also great products manufactured by Pfizer. Now, for them to say that they are 90% to, to the completion of this trial and to even say that they're there is amazing because one, Trump said that they'll have it done in a year. Niggas didn't believe it, but it's here. And... The fact that it's here in less than a year, nine months, it's quite impressive. Now, the question that's left to be said is that now that we have a vaccine that's 90% effective, now that the vaccine is basically on slate or could be on slate to be delivered within the next month or two or before the year is out or within a year, because remember, March started the lockdowns. So if we get this vaccine within a year of the coronavirus, this is unheard of because they said it was going to take at least 18 months this is groundbreaking news regardless who the president is but trump did say he was going to get this to to the people but regardless who the president is this is amazing now the question that's left to be said is once this vaccine is out and hopefully we get it to a hundred percent but even at 90 percent are you willing to take it at 90 percent me absolutely not but at the same time I, I still think that there's people out there that if you're sick and dying and you need help and this is the closest thing to that help you could get, 90% is a lot better than the 0% you were sitting at beforehand, if that makes any sense. So, like, if we could soak that up and just really get a firm understanding of that, then we could get a firm understanding of what we got here and what we're into. Now, um, let's move on. Um, let's see. Uh, you know what? I definitely wanted to talk about this, man. It may not be the proper place and time, but I definitely wanted to touch on the election and the possibility of election fraud being a thing. And the fact that if there is any, anything fraudulent happening in the election, 
why this should be a major concern to people and why people should be, you know, on high alert. Like, I don't know why my camera was just losing focus there, but I got to understand right here is why this, 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 this election shit is just up for, so for one, the election, I want to say this, congratulations, Joe Biden, congratulations, Kamala Harris on your election, on being the elected 46th president and vice president of the United States of America. Let me say that. Let me also say, I have no problem accepting Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as the 46th president and vice president of the United States. Let that be said. But what also needs to be said is that the fact that there's potential voter fraud and fraudulent activities taking place, and that is a problem, especially when we coming down to the national election. Because the one thing that you should have is the transparency and the integrity that the election process is being held or in the proper hands and being executed properly, point blank period. But what we have right now is not that. And what I'm saying that is because, one, if you go to the charts, and I'm going to try to have it right here. Matter of fact, just Google Joe Biden wins the election. Joe Biden wins election. Just Google that right now. And when you Google that, and if you Google it like I did, you're going to get live 2020 U.S. election results. And then if you're like me, if he's the president, if he already made his speech to the people, and if everything has been already declared and announced as him being the president, why is there still live votes being counted? And why are they still counting votes? And why are there still states undecided at the current moment? Georgia, Alaska, North Carolina are all under, under now... Un Wait, I don't want to say unannounced, but undecided as we speak. And then with a majority of these states that are showing that they are blue or all the way blue, they are not like right now. You could go and see. Oregon is 98% reporting. California is 92% reporting. Nevada is 95% reporting. Hold on. Wait, this is crazy. This is crazy. Colorado, 95% reporting. Like everything you're seeing here, Wyoming, 95, 97, South Dakota, 94%, uh, Minnesota, 99. Like the point I'm saying is, wait, wait, over here, this is another one. Illinois, 92%. The point that I'm trying to say is, is that if the counting and the voting is not at 100%, how do you get to the point that Joe Biden is the president? And if that's the case, why is the media telling us Joe Biden is the president when you could clearly Google Joe Biden wins the presidential election and see that there are states that none of these states or at least a majority of them are not at 100%, then the ones that are close to being at 100% are at 99 at max, and then there are still three states that are undecided. And with all of that, and this, like I said, this has nothing to do with voter fraud. This is just plain votes being counted, not done counting. When are they going to be done counting? And this is one thing I said, when are you going to be done counting? 
Because right now, if you're still counting votes, that means votes are still coming in. And I'm like, when do you stop counting the votes? Like, this way, this has nothing to do. I don't care who wins. Like I just said, congratulations, Joe Biden. I have no problem with Joe Biden being the president. And I'm going to be very honest with you. With the media announcing that he is the president and already declaring that Joe Biden is the president, I feel that he should be the president. Because the worst thing to happen for this country and this nation right now is for them to take this shit to the Supreme Court, go to Congress, or... Because Trump did not concede to the the, the, to the, um, the presidency right now or concede to losing the presidency right now. The last thing the country needs is for him to go to the debate, dispute this presidency, have it get overturned and then have total chaos and anarchy run through the streets. Because that's what's going to happen. Let's really be honest. Let's really be honest. Because I'm only thinking about it right now because Trump not only has the media hating him, he has the coronavirus to go against and Joe Biden as his presidential competitor. And then you have all these moving factors. It's like, bro, the last thing you need. Oh, wait, wait, all these moving factors. And don't forget, you have all the major media hating him. Wait, Don Lennon said Don Lemon said he was biased. He should be fired. Nobody should be listening to CNN. I'm just putting that out there, especially if you have a reporter saying he's biased because I'm just being honest. Like I don't care who who wins the election. You could I didn't vote. I don't register to vote. You you could hate me in the comments. I don't care. The point is, is that I I say I say that cuz I feel I could be able to give my opinion regardless. But the point is is that I can give an objective opinion. Don Lemon, how could you give the news if you have a bias? Period. If you have a bias, you should not be reporting anything because your bias is going to make you skew in favor of what you're reporting or not tell all the truth on based on what you're reporting because of your bias. This is just the facts of it. So if you have a bias, I don't feel you have any place in the news in reporting. Period. Then you have Trump having all these things going against him. Then you have a percentage of Americans. I, I, I don't know if it's safe to say, but let's just say unofficially. Majority of the Biden voters hate Trump. Or at the very least, dislike him. I think it's safe to say that. At the very least, they dislike the guy. So if that's safe to say, let's say it's safe to say this. If he was to go and get this thing overturned due to everything that he has put into place, not conceding, the votes not all being officially in, then, you know, I believe somebody stepped down and then they wait. There's a there's even I believe in Georgia already admitted to voter fraud. I believe there's a few other places that have admitted to voter fraud. The fact that they're even admitting to voter fraud puts the whole um, election and everything into question and the integrity of it into question. Everything, everything. The fact that one bit of fraud is like, this changes everything for me. And check this out, I don't even vote. But imagine the people that did vote. Imagine you voted and they're over here saying that there's potential fraud in the election and that somebody either manipulated your vote, the votes, or votes for potential candidates to make this swing in one or other direction. That basically tells me that our vote don't count. Any one bit of voter fraud instantly tells me our vote don't, doesn't count. Instantly. It might sound like an extreme, but it's the truth. 
Because think about it. The moment that you acknowledge that there's any instance of voter fraud, that means that these results have been tampered and modified and that somewhere along the line that we are not getting the full process and that somewhere along the line, somebody for either the better betterment of their party or the lesser of the other party wants this to happen. And don't forget, and the part that's even crazy is that this is a true fact to bring up. Back I think 20 years ago, when Al Gore went against Bush, um, George Bush for the fucking presidency, remember, Bush lost that election. Al Gore won the election. They announced Al Gore was president for about 30 days before that shit was reversed, and we all know what happened. Now, I have no problem with Joe Biden being the president. I actually feel he should be the president because the last thing the nation needs is for us to go back on what we just said happened. But if that was to be the case and if this was to play out and was that supposed to happen? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I got to be the one to say it. Prepare for complete anarchy and all type of madness to all through the streets. But like I said, I don't trust the news because if the news are telling me Joe Biden won, why when I Google Joe Biden win the election, there's still live updates and live counting. And there's a big percentage of places that are not even 100%. 95 percent there's a there's a big percentage of places right now that's not even at 99 let alone 95 not even at 99 percent so with that being said i don't believe or want to believe that there is any potential voter fraud but it does give you the question that hey if it is we got to look into everything and if the media is lying to us, they're the ones to blame for what's the for where this goes next. Period. Okay, we got a few more. Got a few more on the slate. I think this is an interesting one right here. Because the NBA Players Union, because we didn't talk sports all cast. Or I feel like very little of it. But the NBA Players Union approved plan to tip off the 2021 the 2020-2021 season before Christmas and I think that's crazy because I just saw an article the other day that just said that the free agency is starting November 20th so literally in 10 days the free agency starts for basketball and then 10 days after that the month is over and then I'm assuming within the first 20 days of December, the season starting because the article just said they're tipping off before Christmas. Christmas is the 25th. So regardless if that's the 24th, the week of Christmas, the week before, but they're tipping off before Christmas. And I just find that to be very interesting because within the next two to three weeks, we're about to get the free agency, the draft. Hold up. Yeah, we didn't get the draft. Did we get the draft? I don't believe we got the NBA draft. Wait, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we have a draft. So, wow. Are they skipping the draft? Oh, wait, I got to look this up right now. That's crazy. Because until I think about it, they 
They always have the draft every year. And that's always in the offseason after the um the free agency. Wow. So wow, this is so crazy because I'm glad I just looked this up. So on November 20th, this is how condensed and speedballed the new NBA season is gonna be. On end so I just found out Wednesday. November 18th, the NBA draft is happening. Then that Friday, two days later, which is November 20th, the NBA free agency is happening. Because that's what I just, you know, uh, I just reported that they're going to, you know, start the free agency. Yeah, free agency to start November 20th. So right there, we have the draft starting on Wednesday, November 18th. Free agency starting on November 20th, that Friday. And then from those 10 days... Boom, and within the next 30 days, within that next month, I'm assuming teams and players are, have already been practicing and training, but I'm assuming we're going to get training camps. So within the next three to three and a half weeks from free agency, because I'm guessing free agency is going to last for a week. So that's going to bring us into December. Yeah, free agency is going to last at least for a week, I'm hoping. So we have the draft on the 18th. We have free agency on the 20th. We'll just say that ends on December 1st. Then from December 1st or from the start of the free agency, the teams are going to be, you know, practicing. You know, they're going to be doing their drills and whatnot. So from December 1st, I'm guessing we're going to get preseason or we might not even get a preseason. Let's really be honest. If they're starting everything before Christmas, we might not get a preseason. So by December 1st, I'm assuming that first week would be preseason, if any. If not, the next following week, the week ending of the 14th, we're getting the first game. Because the following week is Christmas. Or the 21st. Or, no, yeah, you're right. So the follow, so it could either be that week, the second week of December, or the third week of December. So the second or third week of December, we're getting either scrimmage we're getting the uh, preseason or we're getting basketball either wait basically we're getting basketball in some form preseason or real season we're getting basketball so the return to the bubble is coming and everything is coming within a, a month and a half so prepare yourself for what's to erupt And all right, we got one last topic on the slate. Wild out topic of the week. And boy, oh boy, I do not enjoy doing these, especially the ones of the magnitudes like this that just gets crazy. But read this. This is actually an old article, but he's been, the gentleman has been captured. But I'm reading the whole thing in fruition because he just recently been captured. But a Chicago man of the age of 25 is arrested for killing his girlfriend, her mom, and her sister when she refused to cook him breakfast and braid his hair after three months at large. Imagine that. Ladies out there who love your thugs and need that thug in your life. That fresh out of jail, just came home dude. 
Ain't nothing wrong because they need some love too. But just imagine. You feel me? He's just the... Oh, wait. For, fuck it. Fuck just came home. Say he's just an ignorant, arrogant street nigga. Because they love them too. You feel me? Shout outs to y'all niggas too. We need, we need this balance in the world. But we don't need this type of balance. But these are these type of dudes these chicks tend to gravitate to. And she's not at fault for what happened to her or her family. But I'm trying to send a, a message out there. Women who like dangerous dudes, aggressive dudes. Listen, not all of these niggas is rap too tight. This nigga, just imagine him killing you and off and killing off damn near your whole family because you refused to braid his hair and cook this nigga breakfast. His girlfriend was 24 years old. Her mother was 56 years old. Her sister was 27 years old. We're all shot dead. But like I said, this man was on the run. He flew. I believe he went to... um. Somewhere in the Midwest. Wow, this is so crazy. But yeah, right here, the man from Chicago has been arrested for killing his girlfriend, her mother, and her sister after he went on a rampage after his girlfriend said she would not cook him breakfast. Matthews and his girlfriend, Shanta Harris, had been dating for two years, but he erupted in a pure rage one morning last June after Harris refused to cook him breakfast, his morning meal, and braid his hair. Harris told him that he wasn't feeling well, but refused the alleged. Um, but the refusal allegedly sent Matthews over to Reg. Just her saying no was enough to push him over the edge. Yelling, punched. He punched his girl in the eye. Then his grandmother, then Matthews' grandmother, who was present, tried to intervene, and you know, so he was living at his grandmother's house. Wait, so he shot his grand. Oh, he's living a dick. Wow, this is so crazy. And then the nigga just fled. And they had a two, they had a, a four-month-old son together. The grandmother. The grandmother let her let Harris use the phone to get help. Francis Neal and his sister Jasmine came to the house to collect Harris. Matthews yelled at them to leave his property, refusing them inside to get the four-month-old baby and Harris, you know, the baby that they shared, making a little progress. Jasmine Neal decided to call 911 operators. The arguing continued. Matthew pulled out a gun from his waistband and shot Francis Neal seven times and his girlfriend one time in the chest. Jan then Neal ran into the street. Wow. With her hands up, of course. Bro, this nigga's a savage, bro. Bro, I hope they get I hope they throw you under the fucking jail, fam. I can't even finish reading this story, just how graphic this is, yo. It's crazy because one of you're a young dude, but just to know that you you're not wrapped that tight or the 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 the, the, the things that make you ration ration off your thinking or rationale what's good and what's wrong is just that's that you do some shit like this is like, fam, what the fuck is wrong with you? And niggas out there that's on the same type of time that he's on. Bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? Y'all niggas need help. Y'all niggas need fucking help. Y'all niggas need counseling, guidance, 
Some type of shit, bro. This don't even make no sense right here, bro. Listen, like I'm saying, the fact that you could get this mad, Leo, just give give her your son. Cause wait, could wait, the one thing that you could admit after the fact is fam, you clearly wasn't in the right state of mind. Cause if you was it, cause if you think that killing everyone in that moment and not giving them this your son that they came to get because you was wowing was the right thing, was fam, yo, you clearly needed, you clearly needed guidance, help counseling, rehabilitation. You need everything that comes with this. Bro, you probably need a lifelong buttermilk treatment just to fucking straighten your ass out because this shit right here is crazy, fam. Because wait, right now, and then, then, wait, speaking to this man, to this, to, to this man's daughter that's passed away, this man's wife that passed away, or whoever, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just wowed out, fam. For what? For breakfast and getting your nappy, nigga, you didn't even have enough fucking length to get your shit braided. Your nappy ass shit wasn't even pause. Look, your shit. If this is your mugshot picture, fam, your shit was not even long enough. The fact that she was willing to work miracles with your stiff ass shit, and she said no because I didn't want to fucking hurt my fingers on your stiff shit. Yo, yo, bitch ass got mad and you decided to fucking. Kill her and every... No, nigga. No. No. Just for that, you're going to have some fucking niggas in there braiding your stiff shit. Since you could, since you couldn't contain your anger and you thought this was the right thing to do. You're going to have a bunch of dudes taking turns in your hair because you fucking wanted to lose your cool, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is what the fuck you wanted. Nigga. Fuck is wrong with your ass. Ladies, man, stay away from niggas like this, yo. Real talk. Niggas like this, you gotta stay away from. I don't care, bro. Yo, I don't care if, if you if you just need some pipe. I don't even care if you if whatever you could do to avoid it, avoid it. Get the deep stroke and be gone. But this shit right here, niggas like this don't give a fuck about you and your family. Cause it's the same shit that happened to Jennifer Hudson. Some wild, crazy, perturbed ass nigga went out of his way and, and niggas like bro. That and I'm uh, telling you. They're still out there. There's more niggas like this out there. They just not thinking. Their frame of thinking is not racked right. They, I'm telling you now, ladies, just evaluate the situation. Read the room. Get the fuck out and dodge. That's all. Get the fuck out and dodge. Listen, that being said, this one is in the fucking books. You feel me? Daily Heat Check Smokecast, episode 61. I am your host, Piff Beats. Thank you for rocking with me. Do remember, subscribe, like, hit the notifications. You can find the podcast anywhere, Apple, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud. Download, listen to the audio form. But, you know, we appreciate you rocking with us for all these episodes. And, and your continued support is always welcome. But until next time, this is the Smokecast. I am Piff Beats. And we is out. We out.